0: But part of me feels like this is not a make-or-break year for Justin Wilcox, but I think this is really a chance for him to prove that he's the guy here. I think this is his most vital year, more than his third or fourth year, because if he can prove he's capable of doing things in his second year, let's go back to last year. They win five games. They lost in a double overtime against Arizona. They lost to the USC in the fourth quarter because of a Ross Fowler interception. They lost to Stanford because of a Ross Fowler interception on the game-winning drive. That'd be one of the greatest coaching turnarounds in college football history. Here's the handoff to Laird. Laird bouncing around. Does he get there? Yes! Touchdown, Bear! Nuclear energy. Here's the snap. Costello under heavy protection throws midfield intercepted. Powers in the pistol, and where the running back, and he's gonna get it. No, they're gonna play action. Ross Powers on the bootleg. Touchdown, Bear!
1: It's time for Cal Football on 90.7 FM, KALX Berkeley, the Oracle Sports Radio Network. There's a lot
2: of good football players out there, and, and we're really excited about this group just because we feel like, again, they fit us, and they're going to fit into the locker room and kind of what we're all about, so yeah.
1: That's head coach Justin Wilcox on Cal football's recruitment. As we get started on this edition of Bear Talk, Sam Wiseman with you alongside Jack Henson and Sid Knight. we got a lot coming up for you on the show today. Cal football national signing day today, early national signing period starting today, as well as Cal women's basketball impending matchup with UConn and the Cal men's basketball game currently going on. So Jack and Sid it's been a week in Cal sports, and...
0: Well, it's been a couple weeks in which we've had a chance to comment on it That's as well. true.
1: Bear Talk been off the air for a little while. We took an academic break just like Cal basketball, and uh, it wasn't quite as fun as Bear Talk, but it was, uh, it was an experience in and of itself. I'll say that.
0: Well, same here. Yeah, only two more left for me. Now, one, uh, getting kind of sentimental here. (laughs) Uh, Jack,
1: getting sentimental. Let's take a look at what we have today, Cal football's National Signing Day, and what a list of of recruits. And, uh, Jack, uh, you got some insider information for us here. Do I really?
2: (laughs) Oh, we're all waiting.
1: Yeah, come on, Jack. Well... (laughs)
0: I can tell you Our that the have, I can tell you that we have 25 new members joining the joining the team. Uh- Probably half, which will never see a,
1: a snap. But okay. We won't get into well, that. Well, yeah. Uh, we, uh, listen, <laughs> we can well,
0: let, let's talk about the key players that will likely will get. We, some snaps We can talk about the a- negativity
1: double. anytime. Yeah. <laughs> we only get one special edition for National Signing true, Day. True, true, true. Cal's heading into the Cheez-It Bowl, first bowl game in three years. You can catch that coverage right here on Calx 90.7 FM with a special extended edition of Bear Talk pregame and a special extended edition of the Calx pregame show. Coverage starts 75 minutes before kickoff. at 4.45 Pacific Time. It's going to be a great pregame show. We're going to hear from a couple of guys. And in fact, today we're going to hear from Malik McMorris, who was good enough to sit down and chat with us about recruitment, among other things. That full interview will air in the pregame show for the Cheez-It Bowl. But let's get to this recruitment so big news today uh' rec- on the recruitment side of things and on the transfer side of things Cal True. picks up six players out of Juco they pick up their other 19 out of high school they also lose seven players to transfer uh to transferring excuse me including uh, one pretty big surprise There's
0: some big <laughs> were you really
2: surprised
1: not, no 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 not not <laughs> Ross Bowers Ross I think I think we all kind of saw the the Ross Bower's
2: so, the so surprised? The, left, the that, left
1: thumb injury was. I, I a, could have
2: told
0: you <laughs> was a <laughs> gimme. Was, yeah. I could have told you week three that that that, 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 that would have happened, but yeah, not uh, alongside Ross Bowers, of course. Uh, some which have announced previously, but almost all the well, a lot of what we would think would be important skill players uh, out the door now. Big surprise in Johnny Adams, the running back. Big surprise. I was equally surprised with Derek Clark. Honestly, both of them running backs. To join the triumvirate, I guess of you know Biagio Ali Walsh to, uh, to fill out that devil's triangle. Well, good I guess. thing,
1: good thing that uh, Cal, uh, Cal Athletics got their Biagio Ali Walsh uh, fame while they could get it. They right, g- did yeah. all the specials on him when he was a freshman. That's a uh, that's good planning ahead just in case. But it's not like the Bears. The, the Bears are were pretty pretty. We'll say pretty deep at running back, but not pretty deep as in. A lot of very talented running They had a lot backs. of bodies, They had a, guess, lot bodies versus, and a, and yeah. a lot of bodies and a lot of lot of players who they wanted to develop and were going to develop. But you're right, three of them leaving. Johnny Adams out of Indianapolis, gone. Uh, Cal still with Chris Brown and Marcel Dancy. Those are likely going to be the one-two next year in place of Patrick Laird. But uh, not deep at running back, Cal adds a couple of quarterbacks, Modster as well as Spencer Brash well, out of Gilbert, Arizona.
0: I think we should spend some time talking about Devin Modster. Um, who this Cal team has actually played against before. Not only – just about a year ago, that last game at the Rose Bowl against UCLA, uh, Devin Monster was on the opposing team, but – you know, once he realized he was similar in a similar situation to Ross Bowers, I guess, and when he saw the read the tea leaves, saw he was third uh, third on the depth chart, and you know realized he wasn't going to get much playing time. Jumped ship to a uh, to uh, Palomar College, which is in San Marcos, so local uh, J C down there, Shut and up. trying to get <laughs> trying to get back into the uh, Power
1: Five uh, teams over. It. Uh, this transfer is almost setting up the exact same quarterback battle as last <laughs> okay. year, but with Monster in place of Brandon McIlwain. I'm serious. You got Chase Garbers, just like Ross Bowers last year, a guy who's coming off a season where he started a lot of games, didn't have as good of a season as Ross Bowers, didn't start as many games because of the Brandon McIlwain. Experiment, right? But you still got this guy who's pretty firmly. It's more or less, I think we can say it's it's his job to lose, which is what we said about Ross Bowers at this time last year. Ross so, Bowers. So,
2: hold on. I, I'm not 100% sure that Chase Garber's, it's his job to lose per se. I don't think the coaching staff has given up on McElwain. I think obviously his turnover. <laughs> I, think, I, mean, I,
0: I think when listen, he listen. hasn't played a single throwing snap listen, since that I mean, Washington we, State yeah, game, they,
1: I'd say that's sending a pretty strong message. should give up. On, if they haven't given up on McElwain, then they should.
2: I don't think I, I. think the coaching staff likes him, and that's why you saw him keep you know keep getting reps, even as a quarterback, sure, but never yeah.
0: in a throwing position. No, but here's the
2: thing, though: Cal's offense. You know, look, we got we got a wide receiver transfer this this class, one of the guys, right? But otherwise, we're losing Mo Ways, who I thought was one of our better receivers. We're losing Singleton, Duncan, Duncan. Wharton's gone, right? Wharton's graduated. I'm pretty Vic sure. Big Wharton's
0: also graduated. I think Noah's
2: also gone too, right? Or is he got one more year?
0: I think he's got he's got a year left. He's got a year left. Yeah.
2: But basically, I don't know if this. You not know, to mention Ian even to Bunting, in, too.
0: the yeah, Ian yeah Bunting a lot of a tight lot end. of tight ends gone
2: so and Hudson as well yeah senior so uh, I mean just basically though I'm not sure if the Cal offense next year is in a position to be a primarily passing offense so I think that's where McIlwain with kind the of comes running back
0: backs in. they're left they're left with they're not in the position to be a running team either is, is, you,
1: yeah I mean the offense is problematic the, the, <laughs> the other side of the Brandon McIlwain thing which is I think what you're saying Sid is. Put him in a quarterback because he can run, but he can't get tackled, and that's kind of yeah. A I mean, part. You know, these just have him develop. run out of bounds you know, every single play. Yeah. The hope is that he'll develop,
2: right? Like that's the hope. You know, obviously we don't want the win that we saw because we couldn't win any games with him. I, I, I think I, a lot of the mistakes
0: he was making were pretty unfixable. Like all those are just. Mental, boneheaded plays, and when the when it, when it's a repeated pattern, it's extremely difficult to break.
1: I'm not sure that this I just Cal, don't think I'm not Garbers sure that, really showed us that much. I'm not sure that's that I saw kind of. I don't the,
0: think it's his job. The I'm sorry to say
1: the Cal coaching staff really I don't think wants to put Brandon McIlwain in after what they after what happened. They mm-hmm. uh, the pattern uh, they thought they had fixed the issues with McIlwain. They didn't fix the issues with McIlwain, and more importantly, I think it's a little. Uh, it's i know the coaches will say they don't care about this and it doesn't matter. But as far as the fan base goes, I think the, fan, the, the, the Cal that, fan base is, is true. very, is true. Uh, very – I don't think I, he's I got to I won't it. comment on the fan. But it, I, I, I also I, – I side with them in that I, I don't think Brandon McIlwain should play quarterback. If
0: if if Justin Wilcox and Bo Baldwin somehow put uh, McIlwain as the starter, I think that's a breach of contract and the school has permission with cause <laughs> to fire him
2: because that decision but, would I mean, be Avatar. so awful. But, yeah. like, do you – I, but like, what did Garbers really show us there at the end? I thought our offense looked really bad. No, at it him. did. Garber showed know. us that
1: he can That he can. Keep, he, just he, doesn't can he can manage the it. He, he can be Macaulay. a game manager. Garber showed us that he's a better quarterback than the other two quarterbacks that were active on the roster is all he showed, which is why uh, that's all I'm saying, bringing it back to what we were talking about. It's Chase Garbers' primarily, I think, job to lose at this point. I'm not saying that there's a small chance he'll lose it. I think that this is going to be competition. That's what... Coach Wilcox said they want competition at positions like quarterback, and there's going to be a competition, but for the time being, Garbers probably has that slight leg up just because of his familiarity with the offense over this past year. Moving on to some of the other position groups, though, uh, taking a look at where Cal got their highest-ranked recruits, just one uh, one four-star recruit, a couple of four-star ESPN recruits, but only one consensus four-star recruit and quite a few high-ranked three-star recruits. Kwani Dang, the linebacker out of Independence Community College, Last Chance You He is ranked 11th among all JUCO prospects. He will be coming to Cal. In fact, he'll be practicing with Cal up until the bowl game because of a loophole in the NCAA. Has, uh, has
2: Wilcox world. said he's going to be playing outside, or is he going to move inside this next year? Because it's interesting, with Kanasha gone, Right. we have a big hole to fill right there.
0: There are several linebackers currently on stat or on staff on the but, roster. You know, that got 150. Are listed, plus yeah, titles, are listed you know? inside. So you know, I think that's that's stuff to figure out in the spring, especially
2: with Good coming back as well. But I think one thing that's uh, you know good to see. I think Wilcox is during Wilcox's tenure here. I think we're going to get a lot of linebackers because linebacker see cuz Evan
0: Weaver well you see it in this uh, already the second dra- the second class yeah. just well, filled up and down with linebackers. just cuz you know guys
2: are going to want to play in these type of systems where uh, you know you saw what happened with Evan Evan Weaver was like nobody right and then he just this year he's become basically a superstar for this Cal team you know, and uh, I just feel like you know that's that's going to attract a lot of these guys, and hopefully we'll get back to getting some of these
1: pro prospects coming through the Cal system that we're kind of actually well known for. Well, bring it back to the wide receiver core, one guy who we're going to see is Jawan Johnson out of Harlem, New York. Uh, Shout out right, Harlem! Right now in a in a Fullerton College, he is a junior transfer, six feet, two hundred pounds, and. He along with Ben Coleman and a couple of other guys are who are probably going to see the most out of developing along the stretch. But we got a little special connection with with Jawan Johnson because Malik McMorris, senior fullback, and uh, yeah, we'll say fullback. That's a yeah, that's a fullback. Good, yeah, yeah, senior fullback uh, was able to sit down with us earlier this week and talk a little bit about his experience being recruited by the. Cal program when he was a preferred walk-on and his experience now hosting Jawan. Jawan the only player Malik has hosted as a Cal football player here so we sat down and chatted with Malik about that and we're going to play that for you right now. It's a little preview of what's coming up on the pregame show for the Cheez-It Bowl exactly one week from today on the special extended edition of Bear Talk that kicks off at 4.45 p.m. Pacific. So we'll hear what Malik has to say and then come back and talk a little bit of women's hoops here for California. Malik McMorris joins us, fullback for the California Golden Bears. Thanks for joining us today, Malik. Thank you for having me in the middle of recruitment season right now with national signing day just last week what was your process like coming to cal as a preferred walk-on
3: it was uh it was the first time i ever had to think about myself um i was really i was a big people pleaser i still am and it was one of those things that's like you know these four schools i had i had offers from cal poly davis holy cross and west point you know they're showing me you know the love you know by offering me free schooling and uh, to forego that was kind of hard and tough um you know my dad's eyes and people chirping in and telling them like you know it's it's a dumb thing for your son to go walk on somewhere and be a practice dummy but um after we got the whole financial plan set up and like what would happen what would it entail walking on here uh, my dad you know gave me the green light he's been big support of that and you know i'm, gl- I'm glad that happened so i was able to you know come to cal have the opportunity to be on the football and track team and be able to, um, you know, just live out my dream. And like I've told people, and since, you know, it's almost over with, it's like, it's been everything that I wanted it to be and every, everything that people said it, um, you know, wouldn't be. It was exact opposite of what they said it would be for me to be a walk on here. So it's been wonderful and great and I've enjoyed every moment of it. And yeah, I'm excited. One more. Uh, we talked about your
1: recruitment. How's that process been from the other side? Cause you're a senior guy now. You, you, your senior season you're recruiting people right now you're in the
3: process of recruiting people how has that gone for you have you been hosting players and uh, what's that like overall yeah so actually uh i've hosted one one player Joan. he's a good player um good guy you know blended in well with us and it's been exciting to uh to do that you know i i, tell, I was telling somebody about it when uh I was like, "Yeah, I'm finally going to go on my first official visit." You know, <laughs> being along with uh, the recruits because I never, I never got to uh, being on a walk on. Uh, I took it an unofficial, but not an official. So it, it's it's been fun to do that. And like I said, Coach Wilcox is bringing in real good guys um, that that will fit in, and um, you know, will be good football players if not already good football players. Thank you for joining us on the CalX Pregame Show, Malik. Thank you very much. Go Bears.
1: That's Malik McMorris on. What will be the Calx pregame show this coming Wednesday at 4:45 p.m. Pacific time? Coverage kicks off of Cal versus TCU in the Cheez It Bowl. That right here on 90.7 FM KALX Berkeley, your very best source for all things Cal sports. And with that, let's transition to a little bit of basketball with the men's game just final. A tough loss against Fresno State. That is just a. Uh, well, the, the pain is, loss is put. bad.
0: Loss is putting it gently. It was a trouncing, getting uh, blown out by 20 points on their, uh, what's their, I guess that's their first true road
1: game this whole 73, year. 95 uh, the final. Good 95, God. 95, thanks. <laughs> So that uh I thought well, they they'd they the been, t-
0: they been doing so they well they had their first winning streak uh in 2 years uh coming off the Cal Poly and San Diego State wins and just to see them throw it away like that on the road think, against a against a mar- you know markedly better team I believe Fresno State had 5 6 wins
1: coming in yeah well and so I, I feel like, personally, streaks should be defined as, as three or more. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, two, it's, it's technically back-to-back. Sh- yeah. back back.
0: When you when you have what we got, you'll take anything. Yeah, That's God. true. So men's
1: yeah. basketball, struggling, but I don't want to spend too much time on men's basketball. <laughs> no one does. Uh, I want to spend some time on women's basketball. and The Cal women's basketball team currently ranked number 13th, 14th in the nation. Hey, people, a people a little bit shy with their ranking this week, <laughs> but it is for... A good reason that they're ranked. They are undefeated, and they will face the Connecticut Huskies this coming Saturday at high noon. You can catch that game as well right here and only right here on 90.7 FM. It's going to be Cal's toughest matchup of the year and their most important regular season matchup of this 2018 2019 season of
0: this century, probably. <laughs> well,
1: I you calm down. I, uh, Cal, Cal is. <laughs> what, so when's the last I time mean, Cal, they played Cal, Cal a number Stanford's one team? Be high, you
3: well,
1: know? Cal Stanford, played, Stanford's won for a while there. Cal played, but not a scheduled one. It was a
0: tournament game.
1: Yeah, Cal played a uh, UConn last year. Of course, and a, they they almost had their score doubled. At that time, it was just it was almost. Uh, I think the co- the quote from Coach Gottlieb was that it was a good experience to show that. Cal could play with a team like UConn because there's UConn in women's basketball and then there's everyone else. That hasn't been as true this year. Notre Dame was ranked number one until that epic takedown by Connecticut uh, at Notre Dame earlier this year. They've looked a little bit vulnerable. Gino Ariema however has uh, he hasn't slacked off at all and he's going to be in town starting I think tomorrow actually. They're giving like a talk up at yeah a chat with champions. Tickets are now available for a uh, a, uh, it's a, it is a fundraiser. Starting
0: at $250. So, yeah. it, is a, uh,
1: it is a fundraiser. It is a panel with both Steve Kerr, who's, Shout out. whose daughter, of course, was on the Cal volleyball team. And, and
0: recently lost tonight yes. uh, against
1: the Jazz. This is true. I saw him looking oh, very yeah. sad. Jay Crowder hit five threes. When's this going to happen again? And Gino Ariema. So best coach right now in the NBA and maybe best coach all time in women's college basketball. So... That'll be this coming Friday. Uh, Information on that is available at CalBears.com. But I want to talk about the game that's coming up, and not only because of the implications for this season, if Cal can pull out a win, but because of the fan support, because Cal has never, first of all, Cal has never beaten a number 1 ranked team at home or on the road. Ever. Ever. Both men's and women's? We're just Just, just talking about women's here. Cal, uh, yeah, didn't we beat Arizona when they were one? Yeah. Cal I beat Arizona good. in 2013. Yeah. Cal Meds beat Arizona in twenty three. That was a good— Great know, game. Pa, Justin you, Cobb, shout out. You know, that Patrick Laird was at that game. That was his official visit, was uh, during yeah. that game. That was one of the things— I was actually at that game as well. He, he played <laughs> basketball in high school, and he thought about going to college for basketball. But a little bit off-topic. <laughs> Cal has never—Cal Women's Basketball never beaten a number 1 seed at Homer on the Road. Highest ranking for the Cal Women's team was number 3. That was, I believe, back in 2009. They made uh, the Final Four of that That was the they made the final four in twenty thirteen as well, and that is the year that this team is drawing a lot of comparisons to, that twenty thirteen year. And it's been a good year so far. Not the heavy Jackie were talking about this before we started. Not the heaviest of non-conference schedules, but that win against St. Mary's, the season opening win against Houston. I think those are indicative of what this Cal team can do, especially in the season opener, coming out with a game like that. If this one gets tight, which you know, we, that, that's
0: that may be a stretch, that's assuming a so. But it shows they can play in situations like that. it's not that they've been, you know, getting a down, getting a bunch of you know uh, cupcake teams the the first month of the season or so. Cal
1: has a legitimate chance to win this game is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Right. This, this is a UConn team. It's looked vulnerable. The Cal team is coming on UConn pretty much at the the best of all the points in the schedule where UConn could fit. This would probably be one of the best points. The Bears had a week off. They had that kind of tune-up game against Santa Barbara on Saturday, which we'll try to get to as well. And now they're coming into a UConn game more or less at, at full strength. They had a couple of issues last Saturday in the Santa Barbara game. A little bit of a slow start. Aisha Thomas, not the best shooting that we saw. But Coach Gottlieb. Well, they only kinda... had eight points in the first quarter. <laughs> well, Cal, yeah, Cal only made two field goals in the first quarter. But then they came back with. I, it was between. I think it was a nine, nine, but either nine or eleven field goals in the third quarter alone. So that just shows the pace at which the game picked up. It was a fast play game. But Cal shooting just off the mark. They couldn't get. A shot to fall for the first three three and a half minutes of that one but they eventually were able to pull it through they won 69 45 over the gauchos
0: and or I, I bet you mentioned this on the broadcast but um coach
1: gottlieb actually started oh, yeah. out at oh, santa barbara right okay yeah, what you yeah, yeah, yeah. For? yeah she got her start there and uh, Elisa pierre the now assistant at santa barbara was on that 2013 cal final four team, so a lot of, of connections, connections c- coming yeah. back to haas it was a good game all around after the first i'd say about but first 15 16 minutes that was when cal really started picking it, pick, picking it up right, going right into halftime and then coming out of halftime the game was all cal there was a point in the third quarter where ucsb couldn't get a shot to fall and let me just say in the second quarter of that game we saw Five threes on back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back possessions by Tall Sahar for the Gauchos. That was some of the most She ended up going five for seven from three in the first half. That was some of the most incredible shooting I've seen this season. It was uh, good to watch, and it was even better to watch how Cal bounced back from it. It was a call a timeout, and you get right back on the ball. So it just shows what Cal can deal with. They trailed for most of the first quarter of that one. It was a low-scoring game. So Cal women's basketball, with uh, not necessarily a highlight real game, pulls it through. They end up still undefeated. They are 9-0. and It is their second best start all time. They would have to win four more straight to tie their next best mark at 13-0. and They started the season back a few years ago. i have to get an exact check on the date. But nine and zero is a phenomenal start for the women's basketball team, and going into UConn, it's going to be a great atmosphere at Haas. Well,
0: if if they get off to such a slow start um, as they did their previous game, then you know be prepared to you know be in for a long one. You know, second half we may have to find some interesting tidbits about the players and all that because if you if you get if you get once it once the margins you know 15 20 against this uconn team then that's you you can shut the door on that one
1: listen i don't know how many games you've watched this year but i have not seen a game from the women's basketball team where they have ever stopped playing hard (laughs) there you go true i don't
0: think okay yeah 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 but that only does so much when you have the best talent in the world i mean when you're playing the
1: best talent in the world calm down Best college talent
2: yeah, okay. Uh, yes, I that's mean, what
1: I was implying. We'll get into WNBA on a different show. <laughs> uh, fair, fair enough. So uh, keeping it close is definitely, as always, important. But I mean, you just look at the second half comebacks from this I, I I don't see. I'm trying to put myself on the same page as you, Jack. But I don't know if I can. The St. Mary's game that was the they overcame a 15 true. point deficit in the second half. Yeah. That's the largest deficit they've overcame in like yeah. six years.
0: But that's St. Mary's is also not at the same caliber of UConn is what I'm saying. Like there are certain you of course you never want to dig yourself in a hole, but there are certain teams where if you do, like they they just they I just mean, put okay. the foot on the, the put less, the put the this, foot on the this pedal. This game
2: is going to be a big measuring stick though, right? Here's Cal's a... going to figure out exactly how good they are. Get to compare yourself to it, and who knows, you know who knows. Yeah. And, yeah. UConn's definitely not at their peak. Like they're definitely not as good as they've been in past years. So here's, we'll see.
1: Here's what's necessary for this cal team and here's what's required it's what they've been doing it's beating the teams they've been supposed to beat right mm-hmm. they have a number 13 ranking that that's what that's maybe a little bit lower than what they should have but you know we're, we're all homers here of course so <laughs> whatever uh, they're doing what they need to do they're beating the teams they need to beat that's what's necessary what they want, what the next step is, is to beat a team like UConn, or at this point, a team like Stanford, who's just had back-to-back top-15 wins. Yeah, yeah, and let's the, get Stanford the, one of these. Sports. Those are those are the teams that that Cal doesn't have to be beating. That's not what's necessary for. They're standing and their team as it is right now, but that's what's that's what they need if they want to take the next step. And there, those number of steps as you get to the very top, not that many steps up there <laughs> to the top of the staircase. So good things all around for the women's basketball team. So once again, our coverage will tip off for this UConn-Cal game, the biggest game of the regular season for your Cal Golden Bears women's team. Our coverage tips off at 11:30 a.m. Pacific time. The game will tip off at high noon from Haas Pavilion. Jack and myself will be right there with you on 90.7 FM KALX Berkeley. We'll get to hear on the pregame show at 11:30 from both Christine and Igwe, who is currently averaging a double double and picked up a double double in 21 minutes on Saturday against UCSB. It's only her second fastest double-double of the season, by the way. We'll hear from her as well as Coach Gottlieb on the pregame show. We hope you'll join us 11.30 a.m. Pacific time right here on your Cal Sports Radio Network. Let's take a quick look now at men's basketball, and then we'll do a quick wrap-up. With take it or leave it and some other Cal sports related news that Jack has for us, but we mentioned the oh, th- that's
0: what you meant before. Okay, uh, we, okay. okay. We
1: mentioned the uh, the tough loss today at Fresno. That was um, oh boy.
0: I, at least I just looked, allowing ninety five points. That's only excusable against teams like Duke or something. A, a passing, top ten offense or something.
1: They were passing to people who weren't there. I, yeah. I, I, I won't say I watched a hundred percent of. the Maybe game, but Connor
0: Vanover's concussion somehow got transferred onto some of these players because you know he's
1: a he's he's looking cool today. He's got he's got the Ray Bans. He's got the uh, he, you know he's he's looking like a uh, looking like a real player out there. Except he's not dressed up, and we hope he uh, turns out okay because he had a uh, is a concussion and. Last I saw was broken nose symptoms. I don't know what that. I don't know. I don't think he actually had a broken nose. He's not wearing anything on his nose. Although I don't know if you do wear something on your nose. I assume you have a face it. mask, popsicle, uh, uh, popsicle stick, or, so that's what you do. I mean, if he's wearing sunglasses indoors, it's, it's got to be a pretty bad concussion, you know. So uh, yeah, oh, best wishes. Connor Vanover out of the game, but it's not really an excuse Connor uh yeah. like St- he was Frisno- gonna
0: make up the
2: twenty point difference <laughs>
1: state their best player out of the game as well and uh, we saw how that yeah went.
2: just i mean it's a rough it's a rough uh run here for the cowman's basketball team uh I mean you know you think their defense that was kind of like the quantum Martin era, used to be a big defense uh guy and we lost a couple centers i guess this year and uh now I guess we can't really do anything so
1: I mean, we're scoring a little bit more, though, I will say. Next up for the Cal men's basketball team, they will host San Jose State this Friday night at 7 p.m. We will not have that one for you right here, but it will be a nice game at Haasville to head out to. There are still tickets available for both that game and the UConn game, by the way, at CalBears.com. Still tickets available, although it's going to be pretty close to sold out for the women's game, even during winter break for all the students, so... That's uh, that's something great. There's no more reserved seating available for that game. This Friday at 7 o'clock will be San Jose State at California. A San Jose State team that just had that Stanford game. I don't know if you guys watched the San Jose State-Stanford game at all. The uh, uh, It was a rough night for Pac-12 basketball all around. Stanford 78,
0: San Jose State 73. Well, I mean, is- Stanford's kind of been sliding recently. I know they recently beat Eastern Washington, but I was checking that one out, and even— you know, his final score was not indicative of how close that one. That was back and forth until like five minutes. Close. Well,
1: USC got lost in double overtime Ryan. to Santa Clara. <laughs> so, <laughs> Pac-12 men's basketball not the best this year, but Pac-12 women's basketball with. For only the third time in Pac-12 conference history, six teams ranked in the top 25 nationally. So half the conference in the top 25. That just about does it for us for the news part of this segment. It is our only chance to play some uh, Christmas music as we go out with our only take-or-leave-it, and i got to know, pick-it the UConn game and pick-it the cheese-it bowl, Sid and Jack. Okay.
0: So it's not a, a take-or-leave-it, it's a pick No, em. no, no. Okay. pick uh, I will say... Win win in the Cheez-It Bowl. Uh, We face a very similar TCU team. Think we can edge them out. And I will sadly say I don't think we can beat this best team in college basketball at this time. Yeah,
2: uh, Big 12 is a fraud of a conference. Cal's going to destroy TCU in the bowl game. And we will probably lose to UConn. But, you know, come on, let's do it. Shout out to Evan Weaver. Shout out to Jordan Kanaschik. All conference, by the way.
1: Pack 12 players. I am at the Wiseman98 on Twitter. You can follow me as well as Jack Hinson and Sydney No Twitter. Who don't have Twitters. But I want to thank you guys for joining me tonight here on Bear Talk. Once again, our coverage of the UConn Cal game, biggest game for women's basketball in this regular season, tips off at 11:30 a.m. Pacific time. And for the Cheez It Bowl next Wednesday at 4:45 Pacific. We hope you'll join us. We hope you'll head down there to Arizona. And we will see you next time. Next Wednesday at 4:45 p.m. Pacific, and as always, right here on your Cal Sports Radio Network, go, go Bears! Bears! Go Bears.